Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. Man, I don't know if you've been with me this month, but I'm telling you, we're talking about being unique in Jesus. We're talking about the fact that there's nobody else exactly like you. Nobody can do what you can do. And God wants to use you, your own uniqueness. The only difference is he's going to give you the power of the Holy Spirit. He's going to give you, he's going to give you the righteousness of God. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to transform you into the very best version of you that's possible. Now, last week, we started talking about the fact that, that God makes a real distinction between us being stones versus bricks because stones are all unique. Stones, no two of them are shaped alike, same color. Everything about them is different. But bricks are where you try to make everybody the same. Now, many Bible scholars teach that, that Nimrod who built the Tower of Babel, was really the first socialist government in the world that attempted to force everybody to become exactly the same. The Bible says that Nimrod and the King James says he was a mighty hunter before God. Well, what we know about Nimrod was he was a hunter of men. He hunted down men and against their free will forced them to submit to his political regime. And then he... he forced them to come and make bricks and build a city and a tower. And the whole concept of, of the bricks is making everything a lot. They were building a tower to reach to the heavens by bricks, not by stones. And I got news for you. God does not want you to become a brick. And anybody wants to make you like everybody else, they're not going to, they, they, they're not going to, bring you into the glory of God. They're not going to bring you into being your unique self. They're not going to bring you into uh, having value and distinctness in the world. They're going to minimize you. And, you know, I'm telling you, when, when, when governments, teachers, preachers, uh, parents, when, when they want to make everybody the same, the only way that can happen is, the, is if they reduce everybody to the lowest common denominators. In other words, uh, we, we want everybody to be equally poor because you can't make everybody equally successful because if you don't have the heart for success, you can't succeed. And so the only way everybody can be the same when it comes to success or when it comes to money or when it comes to those kinds of things is for everybody to be equally poor. If, uh, if they're going to make a classroom to be equally the same as far as, as, their, as what their learning skills, then they got to bring you down to the dumbest person in the room because they can't get the dumbest person in the room to rise up and be great. God wants you to be who you are. And it doesn't minimize somebody because they're not as smart as somebody else. It doesn't minimize somebody because they make less than somebody else because the real truth is we need to discover who we are in Jesus and we need to realize that we can become anything we want to be in Jesus if we trust him and if we walk with him. If you were with me last week, then, then you know, you, you learned about that. So, so Nimrod, he tried to subdue the whole earth and basically he was bringing them together around the idea that you can't trust God. And you know what? That's exactly what's happened in every nation in the world today. 
you can't trust God. That religious stuff is all a bunch of crap. It's not true. It's a bunch of superstition. And y'all come over here. We're going to make you bricks and we're going to build a tower unto our own heaven and under our own God. And we're all going to be alike. Well, you know something? <laughs> that's, not actually, that's not what God wants. Now listen, we, we closed last night. We just touched on the fact that the religious myth about dying to self is that you're unworthy, you're, you're no good, uh, you know, God doesn't want you to live your dreams, all that kind of stuff. That is just not true. Dying to self means that you die to everything that limits your life. You die to everything that keeps your life from becoming everything that God has given you the power, the ability, the grace, the strength to become. God wants you to live your dreams. Jesus said he came that he might live life to the fullest. Even in the Old Testament, God told people to go out and be fruitful and multiply. And that doesn't mean to have a bunch of kids. That means go out here and become a successful, to expand your influence and touch and influence the whole wide world. Religion has, religion has taken every good thing that God has ever said and turned it into something negative, something limiting, something that doesn't allow us to see how good God really is. Now, I want you to understand something. When you come to Jesus, you get born again. When you get born again, your spirit man is made brand new, made completely righteous. You'll never be more righteous than you are when you're born again. You don't, you know, your spirit doesn't grow. You hear people say, I got to feed my spirit. Well, really, I like to see, I don't see that in the Bible, you know. Uh, you, you might need to renew your mind. You might need to, to, to influence your heart. There, you know, there might be a lot of things in your heart and your mind, your soul that you got to do, but your spirit man is made perfect. And so Jesus did not call us to change. He called us to transformation. You see, change is one of the most negative things you can ever experience in your life because change says you're not good enough the way you are. Change says you're not acceptable the way you are. Change says you've got to become somebody else or something else in order for God to love you, in order for your wife to love you, in order for your husband to love you, in order, you know, da 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 da, whatever. But, but Jesus says, I made you a new creation, and you know what? You, you're gonna, you can keep your sense of humor, you know, you're gonna clean it up, and it's gonna become a positive influence. You, you, all of your weaknesses right now, we're gonna turn those into strengths. We're going to, everything that limits your life, you can, you can experience complete transformation because you're not trying to become something you're not. What you're doing is allowing who and what you really are to manifest through you, through your behavior, through the way you do things. And I'm telling you what, you get to discover what it's like to be uniquely you in Jesus, to live a life nobody else can live, to have influence nobody else can have. And that, that's, what, that's what God wants for all of us. You know, we touched on this last week, the word sin is when we fall short of the glory of God. Now see, people take that and say, oh, so I'm not living up to being good enough. No, 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 that's not what it's talking about. You know, the glory of God is, the, is you know, the, the greatness, the splendor, all these kinds of things. But it also is, is the mercy, the kindness, the patience, the long-suffering, all these aspects of God, the forgiveness of God. Falling short of the glory of God is when you're not experiencing how good God is, therefore, you are limiting yourself. God wants you to become like Him as far as your character goes. God wants you to become like Him as far as how you treat people, walking in love. Why? 
so you can have the very best life you can have. But that doesn't mean you lose your identity as far as, you know, you, you still got your memories, you still got your sense of humor, you still got your life experiences, but now all of those things start working for you instead of against you. You, you know, the Bible talks about the fact that God turns the curse into the blessing. Uh, some of the most powerful people I've ever known in life they, uh, are in ministry and service or in business were people that had a horrible upbringing. They had horrible things happen to them. Well, for most people, if you've had horrible things happen to you, you know, you, you spend your life grieving over it. You spend your life angry at somebody. I'll never forget somebody came to me one time for, for counseling. They said, uh, they came in, they said, man, I, I've, been, I've been going to a psychiatrist now for over 10 years. And uh, I spent over $100,000, I think he said, I don't remember how much he said, he spent over $100,000. And I said, well, well, what benefit did you get out of that? He said, I, I figured out who I was going to blame. And, uh, you know, within a couple of weeks, he said, you know something? I've gotten more benefit from these couple of sessions that we had than all of those years of going through therapy and just finding somebody to blame. So I made him a real deal. I said, well, the next time you get in trouble, I said, we're going to spend $100,000 on the psychiatrist. You come give me $10,000 and you can blame me if you want to. That's fine. But listen, most people never actually get over the influence of their past. Even, even, you know, when they kind of work it through and, and learn how to manage these emotions, very few people ever do. And that means if you don't get over the influence of your past and you're, you're in chronic, constant PTSD, your past is causing traumatic experiences for you, you're relating to the world improperly, you're interpreting the world in light of your hurts, you're, you're, you're looking at opportunity and, and you're saying no to opportunity because you're afraid you can't because a parent told you you was dumb, a teacher told you you was dumb, or you know, you know who knows, somebody, or somebody told you you'd never amount to anything. Who knows what kind of negative stuff you're believing. But I'm telling you, in Jesus, and this is just beyond comprehension, in Jesus, Everything that has ever worked against you, when you accept that you are a new creation, when you accept that because Christ is in you, you're the righteousness of God in him. When you accept that for the first time in your life, the tables turn and God turns the curse into the blessing. That which was destroying you now becomes a strength that gives you wisdom and insight. It shows you who, what kind of a people to stay away from. It shows you the things you don't want to do to your kids. It shows you the people to trust in business. It turns it all around and gives you a supernatural ability to live a quality of life that is beyond the limits that, you know, that have been placed on you. You know, in Romans 12, it says this. It says, uh, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, and by the way, you know, everything that God does in your life, He wants you to come to Him by His mercies. He wants you to come knowing He's merciful, knowing He's patient, knowing He's kind, knowing He's long-suffering. Because the Bible tells us that the goodness of God is what brings us to repentance. Now, when we think about repentance, we tend to think about always associate repentance. I'm repenting of some sin. I've done something bad. I've got to, I've got to be broken. I've got to be ashamed. I've got to cry. And I, no, repentance, repentance is when you just lean back into God. You turn your heart back into God. 
and 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 you renew your mind and and you take on his wisdom and you you follow his path you you follow his leadership you know repentance is just about staying on a path of life it's just about walk, making this journey in a way that always works and you don't have to go through all this stuff so 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 you know the the more you know that God is good the more you're going to lean into him and trust him and follow him. So it's, all, it's always his mercies that, that draw us in. It's, it's not his wrath. It's not being afraid he's going to kill you. That, that might get you to act right, but acting right and being right, that's two different things. So he says, so he says, so, so brethren, by the mercies of God, I, you know, I beseech you that you will present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to your God, which is your reasonable service. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove, in other words, that you, <coughs> you may prove it out in real life, what's the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Now, <coughs> excuse me, you know, the word conformed, he says, don't be conformed to the world. The, world, the word conformed is, is, is a really juxtaposed over against the concept of being transformed. You see, conforming to the world, the world system, in other words, operating from selfishness, operating from self-centeredness, taking advantage of people, lying and cheating, stealing to try to get ahead, uh, living by the sweat of your brow. You know, God doesn't want you to live by the sweat of your brow. That's, that's part of the curse. We are delivered from the curse. God does not want you to, to succeed at life by straining and striving. Man, he, want, he wants life to be easy and light. And that only happens when, when we're following his wisdom, when, we're, when we are proving out that his truth really, really works in life. But, the, but you know, the word conform in the, in the Greek language means to fashion, uh, to follow a pattern. Um, but really interesting, uh, it, it, it's something that happens by a process of association, by this process of companionship. In other words, it's about being influenced to become like other people. Now, listen. I understand there's some things that we have to do to be social creatures where we, you know, where we take on skills that are acceptable in certain settings. There are certain things that we do that are like other people. Nothing wrong with that, but we don't want to become like those people. So like we are in the world, but we're not out of the world. I can be the friend of sinners, but I, you know what? I don't want to become like a sinner. I can be the friend of wicked people, you know, but I do not want to have fellowship with them. I don't, I don't want their wickedness to be the thing that we share in common. And so, so Jesus says, look, you, you, you got the world always pressuring you by association because you're in here and, and you're trying to get along with people. And so you start making compromises little by little by little and you lose yourself. And before long, you're operating by the same corrupt principles they're operating by. But before long, you're doing the things that you believed you'd never, ever do so that you can have success, so that you can feel good about yourself, so that you can take care of your family. Well, look, he says, look, don't, don't, don't do that. Instead, come to God through the Lord Jesus Christ and be transformed. Well, transformation is not when you become something you're not. Transformation is when you allow yourself simply by yielding to manifest who you really are. Man alive. God wants you to manifest who you really are. Now, I'm going to show you something really interesting. Paradox. Bible's full of paradoxes. And by the way, let me say this. You know, 
this month I'm not offering any individual series to go along with this message. Instead, all month long, we are making special discounts on all of my materials because I'm telling you, I want you to be able to go in here and look at, I think there's over 200 series uh, in, in, on my website about every conceivable subject you can imagine. And I want you to go in there and say, you know what? This is where I am in my life. This is, this is what I'm developing in my life. And so, so I want this. So we want to make sure you can get everything, everything and anything that you want at an incredible price because you know what? We got to invest in ourselves. If, if, we, will, if we want to walk this journey, we want to be disciples. If we want to take on the mind of Christ, then we got to invest ourselves in the Word of God. So all month long, you can get special prices that will help you in every conceivable area. But listen to this. This is a paradox. Now, everything about the heart. Now remember, we relate to God through our heart, not just through our mind. We renew our mind to get information about God, but that doesn't do anything. Information is just information until it becomes a belief of the heart, until it alters our identity, alters our capacity to connect with God, alter our capacity, you know, to, to hear and sense His presence and His leadership in our life. And so, <clears throat> when, when we start this journey with God, you know, many of us realize God wants me to manifest, like I said, the best version of me. He wants me to manifest the godly sense of humor I have. He wants me to manifest... Uh, my, my work skills, not in being a workaholic, but, but in a way that, that I get the job done and I still have time for my family. I still have time for other things that are important. In other words, God wants to take every weakness and turn it into a strength. You know, the person that is the strong leader that becomes dominant and controlling, God says, you know what? Uh, let, let me, through transformation, through who, being who you really are, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work in you so that you don't lead by domination, you lead by example, and you're gonna accomplish more with less stress than you ever accomplished in your whole life. The person that, 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 the person that is a workaholic living by the sweat of his brow, trying to make ends meet, and you know, is willing to work day and night, and never spends time with his family because he's trying to earn the money, God, God, you know, God says, you know what? If you'll walk with me, I'm, I'm going to show you how to do this without going through all this, without destroying everything else. You know, I believe in this thing I call holistic success. Now, holistic success is, is, is calculated on, on the horizontal plane. Religious success or carnal success is always on, on the vertical plane. So in the vertical plane, you say, okay, what are the priorities of my life? Well, let's see, there's God... And then there's my family, my wife, and then there's my kids, and there's my job. And, and then, but, but then it kind of gets confusing because like, well, I can't take care of my wife and my kids unless I'm, unless I'm succeeding at my job. So, so I, run, I run in here and try to succeed at my job, but before long I'm working so much I put my job ahead of my wife and kids. Before I know it, I put my job ahead of walking with God. And, and, and so when you establish your priorities on a vertical scale, you're always jumping from one to the other, trying to figure out how to keep them in priority. And there is no way to keep them in priority because, because when you give attention to one, you're neglecting the other. Well, in holistic success, all things matter equally if they matter. And at the center of holistic success is our relationship with God. 
And then of course, on this, on this vertical, I mean, on this horizontal plane, there's my work, there's my wife, there's my kids, there's my, my relaxation and fun and personal investment, you know, all these kinds of things. And so, because they all have the same value, you say, you know what? I will only give myself to this to the degree that it benefits all of these other areas. And if it ever starts taking away from these other areas, then I, something's wrong. I'm not, I'm not calculating this right. You know, my relationship with God should not, take me, should not destroy my family. You know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't become so obsessed with church and ministry or whatever I'm doing that it destroys my family or that, or that it, it messes up my marriage or it makes it where I can't earn a living or, or, or whatever. In other words, I'm going to approach everything in a way that everything in my life benefits from whatever I'm doing right now. Man, I'm telling you, you're talking about easy, easy, easy in life. Well, that, that's, that's how God wants us to live. But so, so you know, we know that, that God's taken on this personal development journey. We know that in order for our life to be better, you know, no matter how much God loves us, if we don't allow this transformation to happen in our, in our personal lives, then we're still going to have chaos. We're still going to have our priorities mixed up. We're still going to bring trouble into our life by making the wrong kinds of decisions, connecting with the wrong kind of people, trusting the wrong kind of people, and, and working by the wrong motives. So, so we've got this growth process, but, but people look at the growth process like, well, look, look so, so no, God still wants me to change. So you're still really saying, you know, that, that God doesn't accept who I am. No, 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 no. God doesn't want you to change for his benefit. God doesn't want you to change so that he can accept you. God wants you to yield to who you really are so that you can have life at its best. And so everything in your life becomes a success. Everything in your life starts working. All the pieces of the puzzle start fitting. All the dots get connected and, it's, and, it, and it doesn't wear you out. It doesn't burn you out. So, so how do you make that happen without falling the, into this concept of, uh, I got to change, I got to change, I got to change. In Romans 8, it says, uh, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to become conformed to the image of his son. Now, predestination, it didn't say that he predestined who would get saved, who would go to heaven, who would go to heaven. That's not what he said. He predestined that the ultimate goal for mankind was to become like his son. Now, God is not trying to make us clones. I want you to understand that. God working in us, he, he's not trying to clone us, he's trying to develop our character so that we are walking in, the, like I say, the very best version of us that there can be, the version of us where we are righteous, the version of this where we're at peace, the version of this where we're physically healthy and whole, the virgin, version of this where we walk, you know, where we're kind to one another, the version of this where we forgive people, the version of this where we're living and thinking like God. And so, so this is what we're predestined to do. Now, that doesn't mean that that determines who will and who won't. It means that if you want to follow God's purpose, this is one of the things that God decided before he created the world, before he created man, before anything happened, he decided that the ultimate for his children would be to be conformed to the likeness of the image of his son. Now, when you're with the world, 
you're trying, you're, you're being conformed and you're trying to change to become who they want you to be. You know, I've seen people, I've seen people go off to college and when they come back, they got a different accent. They don't talk the way they talked before. They act differently. They dress differently. You know, they went off and basically became a clone to become like some group of people in order to get their acceptance. And they know that if they had not cloned themselves, if they had not copied, they would never have been loved and accepted by, by that group of people. Now, and, and all that happened through association, through companionship, through spending time with them. And so, but it's all happening from the outside in. Now, what's interesting is we want to be conformed to the likeness of Jesus, but all this happens through transformation. So there's a paradox here. But what this tells me is this. Transformation, remember, remember, is me becoming who I really am. Transformation is where I yield to the fact that I am born again. I yield to the Spirit of God inside me. I yield to, to, to however God is leading and directing me. That's all, that's all I'm doing. I'm just yielding to it. I'm not trying to make it happen. I'm not trying to force it. I am just yielding. I'm not trying to become good enough for these things that happen. I'm just yielding to these things. Now, and so through that process of yielding, what manifests on the outside happens that pretty much effortlessly. But here's, here's, here's a little subtle nuance when you slip in here. You see, transformation, becoming more like Jesus, doesn't come because you find out what's wrong with you and you try to fix it. It doesn't come because you find out what's wrong with you and you reject all the bad things about you and you go into a squalling, crying, shame-ridden repentance. No, it comes from giving up your opinion about who you are accepting God's opinion of who you are. But, but here's the thing. This word, remember, this word conform means something that happens through companionship, through spending time together. And really, you know, the, the book of 1 John tells us that we become like him when we just see him as he is. Moses transformed from not only physically, Physically, but emotionally, he transformed in his character for one reason. He just saw how good God was. And when he saw and experienced how good God was, it did something on the inside of him. I'll tell you something. Experiencing transformation in Jesus is just really all about hanging out with him, recognizing what he's done for you through his death, burial, and resurrection, listening to the Spirit of God as he speaks in your heart, reading the Word of God and, 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 and imagining and meditating and considering what it would look like actually working in your life. Believe in this unique identity that God has given you in Jesus. Believe in that you're born again. Believe in that you're the righteousness of God in Christ. Believing that everything that's on the inside of you by the Spirit of God will effortlessly manifest and transform the outside of you uh, just because you believe it's true and you yield to it. Man, I, I, I don't, maybe that's too easy. Maybe that's too easy for you, but I kind of like easy, particularly since Jesus said it's easy and light. It's going to be easy and light. If it's not easy and light, then evidently I'm going about it, you know, the wrong way. So I want to help you make a journey. And like I said, I've got all kinds of free materials. I mean, I've got hundreds of free videos that you can go 
to drjimrichards.com, impactministries.com, either one, they'll take you to the same place. And man, I'll share those with you. Or you may want to dive deep and be a disciple who is investing in your life. And so take advantage of these incredible, incredible specials that we've got, got going this month. You say, well, why do you even have some of these things for sale? Well, I'll tell you why. Number one, we can't go into as much uh, in these broadcasts as we go into in these series. They're designed for people who are serious, who are making the journey. This, it would be too deep, too detailed for a lot of people that want to watch a broadcast. But not only that, but the money that you spend, we are able to use the majority of that money to reach the world. We are in the process of raising up one billion disciples around the world. We are we're starting Bible schools all over the world and we're training pastors all over the world to help us in this project. So every time you invest in yourself by spending money on our website, you're investing in one billion people becoming disciples of Jesus. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.